Welcome to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Ian Ward, the Labour leader of Birmingham City Council. Having entered local government in the mid-1990s, Ward has led Birmingham City Council since 2017. Keen to promote Birmingham both nationally and overseas, he spearheaded the successful 2022 Commonwealth Games bid, having already helped bring a number of high-profile international sporting events to Birmingham. In this interview, conducted in Birmingham Council headquarters, Ward discusses the importance of levelling up the UK economy, particularly the Midlands, and argues that the government's recent budget measures will do little to bring about a more regionally balanced economy. Ian, we are in the manufacturing heartland of the UK. To what extent do you think the budget helped manufacturers in this part of the country? Well, I think the budget was uh, very disappointing in actual fact. It uh, offered little in the way of driving growth. In fact, the Office of Budget Responsibility are forecasting uh, a downgrading of the UK growth uh, over the coming 12 months as a result of the Conservative budget. So I think it was very, very disappointing. We're also faced with the cost of living crisis right across the city. Uh, And again, the OBR are saying that uh, living standards are going to have their hardest hit since the 1950s. So I don't think the budget offered very much. The only real surprise was a £1 billion tax cut for the richest 1% of earners through changes to their pension arrangements. For us here in Birmingham, the one highlight we had was the introduction of levelling up zones, which we had pushed really hard for with the government through the devolution deal, which I wouldn't describe as trailblazing in any way, shape or form. The major plank of it is really these levelling up zones. We will get one covering East Birmingham, which is a population of uh, 250,000 people. So it's as big as the city of Derby in actual fact. Uh, And we will use the levelling up zone and the tax increment financing that it will give us. We'll be able to buy borrow against the uplifting business rates for the next 25 years. We will use that to invest in East Birmingham, put the infrastructure in to try and drive growth through East Birmingham and transform the lives of the people who live in one of the most deprived communities in the whole country. So in fairness, you you welcome the announcement of the budget of these levelling up zones, not least here uh, in Birmingham to the east of the city. Uh, That's right, yeah, I do welcome the uh, introduction of levelling up zones. We have transformed uh, the centre of Birmingham through the Enterprise Zone, which works in exactly the same way that we've had sitting over the city centre now for the last uh, 20 years. So we know how this can make a difference. So we do welcome the introduction of these levelling up zones. The zone will cover not just East Birmingham, but will also stretch out into North Solihull. So you then take the population up to 375,000 people. So we believe that with 25 five years of uh, tax retaining powers, we can make a real difference to those communities. It was the one high spot from the budget. Just flesh out, Ian, if you will, you will be across this detail, what the Enterprise Zone actually means in terms of tax advantages and potentially policy changes? Well, what it means is that that the local authority can borrow against the uplifting business rates over that 25-year period, and we can use that borrowing then to invest in infrastructure that we'll put into East Birmingham that will drive then private sector investment into the area to create jobs, build the homes that we need for our growing city in the future. And East Birmingham is one of the most deprived uh, locations in the whole of the country. So if you're going to level up the UK, you've really got to level up Birmingham and level up East Birmingham. Otherwise, we're not going anywhere with that agenda at all. Is levelling up 
more than a slogan. It seems to be something that's talked about a lot by the government. Do you feel it? Do you think it's real? I think it was a slogan for Boris Johnson when he was the Prime Minister, but it is very real for a Labour politician because this goes to the very heart of what we're always about, and that is increasing opportunity for those who are most disadvantaged in society. And uh, so levelling up and bringing up the uh, achievements of uh, some of our deprived communities is really, really important. Here in Birmingham, we have a difference in life expectancy of some 10 years between if you live in the wealthiest part of Birmingham uh, compared to the poorest part. So if you live in the wealthiest part, you'll live 10 years longer than if you live in the poorest part of the city. We also have doubled the national unemployment rate here in Birmingham, and some 40% of our children and young people grow up in relative poverty. So you've got to level up Birmingham if you're going to level up the UK. Uh, and that is why we, su we submitted five levelling up bids in round two of the government's levelling up, uh, uh, to the government's levelling up fund. Unfortunately, not one of those five bids was uh, given the green light by the government. So I do think you are right. It is something of a slogan for the government. But for me, here as the leader of Birmingham City Council, it's a very real thing that we have to bring about. This is a Manufacturing Heartland Council Award. Many of your local factories will use lots of energy. They won't necessarily be steel makers, very, very energy intensive companies that will continue to get support with their energy bills, but they'll still use a lot of energy. And the support for those kind of companies has now disappeared. What are the implications of that? I think that's a real concern. We may see uh, businesses closing, uh, which will add to unemployment in the city. Uh, it's a real, real concern. It's something I think the government should revisit, and I would urge them to think again uh, on this matter, because we cannot see uh, SMEs across Birmingham going to the wall because they've ended the uh, energy support. I also think, because the prices are quite volatile, that they need to, uh, at the appropriate point, review the extension they've made for domestic uh, energy price caps, uh, because that will need looking at again unless energy prices continue to fall. What does it mean? You mentioned there the SMEs, the small and medium-sized enterprises. Tell us how important those smaller companies are to the economy here in Birmingham? Well, 98% of businesses across Birmingham are SMEs, so they're vital to the uh, Birmingham economy. They're vital for the jobs that we need in this city. So we are constantly uh, supporting our SMEs right across the city, trying to uh, grow those SMEs and, in actual fact, bring about new businesses. So in terms of innovation, we've always been known as a city of innovation, and there are more startups in this city than anywhere else outside of London in the United Kingdom. The real trick though once you've got a startup is sustaining it beyond the first few years and, and so we work very hard we used to have a, uh, well we still do have a local enterprise partnership at the moment but it is being wound up and much of the work of the local enterprise partnership was about supporting SMEs across the city. Corporation tax has obviously just gone up from 19 to 25 percent somebody called Liz Truss just attacked Chancellor Jeremy Hunt she called that rise in corporation tax a bad mistake do you agree with Liz Truss? I do not agree with Liz Truss. Uh, the Labour Party has been quite clear on this. Uh, we uh, have consistently said that corporation tax uh, needs to increase. We've got, uh, coming out of this budget, to add to the cost of living crisis that everybody is facing, we've got the biggest hit to household incomes since the 1950s. So there's got to be a balance here on how tax is raised. The tax burden now in this country is the biggest it's been since the Second World War. You can't have all of the tax burden carried by people through income tax. This, there's also got to be a share of that carried by corporation tax.
But a lot of SME leaders that I know running those small and medium-sized enterprises, they're furious that corporation tax is going up from 19 to 25%. They worry that their businesses will be threatened. How are they going to be helped by high corporation tax? Well, these tax? are definitely challenging times, but I think the bigger problem uh, for business is actually business rates, and it's business rates that uh, the government need to be thinking about uh, reforming rather than looking at corporation tax. So these are taxes on businesses before they've made any profit, before they've taken any revenue, it's basically a tax linked to the value of their property and their equipment. That's correct. And uh, I think that's where, uh, an area that's crying out for reform. And whilst that's being looked at, and it should be looked at, uh, I do think the whole issue of local government financing needs to be looked at as well. It's long, long overdue. Council tax now is a, an old tax, it's a regressive tax. It's not been reviewed for many, many years, but it is high time, I think, that the government, through devolution, which they constantly express they are interested in devolving powers and budgets to local areas. And I think looking and reforming council tax and local government finance and giving us more powers to raise taxes locally is something that's desperately needed in this country. You look across Europe, the major cities of Europe make a bigger contribution to their country's GDP than do the major cities of England contributing to the UK's GDP. The reason for that is we have fewer powers and fewer tax raising abilities as cities in this country than we do than cities do in Europe. So looking across at examples in Europe or indeed the United States, if you want to look at a similar arrangement there, could empower cities in this country to really grow the, the UK's economy in the future. As the leader of Birmingham City Council, you want more power at the local level. Labour nationally says it wants more devolution. So why is the Shadow Chancellor saying that she wants to freeze council tax, which is the main way that local councils raise revenue? Well, what the Labour Party is saying is they want to freeze council tax for one year. That is to help people through the cost of living crisis that we're suffering from at the moment. They'll pay for that by increasing uh, the uh, rate of the windfall tax on energy companies. That creates an extra £10.4 billion. The cost of a one-year freezing council tax is around £2.7 billion. So it can be paid for through that route and uh, paying for it for one year is easily affordable through that windfall tax. HS2, of course, is underway, incredibly slow. It's obviously coming to Birmingham. That's the first leg. How do you feel as the leader of Birmingham City Council that the branch from Birmingham to Manchester and also from Birmingham to Leeds, they've been delayed even more and probably won't happen? I think it's terrible the way that uh, the HS2 project has been salami sliced by the government over the years. We started off with a vision for a high-speed rail network that would cover the entire country and link up the major cities of England and Scotland, and that would have grown the UK economy. Unfortunately, with the uh, slicing of the, uh, of the budget for this and uh, taking out the leg that goes east up to Newcastle uh, and then slowing down the route that goes up to Manchester, it's just a lack of vision by the government. It's it matters more to Birmingham to be at the heart of a, a high-speed rail network than it does to be on the end of a line coming out of London. Having said all of that, though, high-speed rail is driving growth here in the city of Birmingham. Uh, high-speed um, uh, master plan for the Curzon high-speed rail station will generate tens of thousands of jobs and thousands of new homes here in the city of Birmingham. But we really do need to see a commitment to a high-speed rail network from a future government. We cannot operate as a 21st century economy on a Victorian railway system. The overall tax burden is at a 70-year high uh, council award, the highest since the days of Labour's Clement Attlee. <laughs> do you think it should go higher or do you think it should come down? 
I think we've got to drive growth in the economy if the uh, tax burden needs to be re reduced. So what we really needed out of the budget were measures to grow the uh, UK's economy. Unfortunately, we've not seen that. And I think through the devolution deal that was announced in the budget, if it had genuinely been trailblazing, it would have empowered the ci cities like Birmingham and Manchester to begin to drive some of that growth. We had the levelling up zones, they help, but I think the devolution deal could have gone much further in devolving more powers, more budgets directly to local governments in order that we could really get going and, and driving growth and getting us up to the level comparable with other European cities where they make uh, a much larger uh, contribution to GDP than do the cities of England. And the Tories did win some traditionally Labour voting red wall seats in December 2019, including here in the Midlands. Can the Tories hold the red wall or do you think that was a electoral one-off? I think it was uh, heavily connected to Brexit and the, the whole issue of the vote in 2016. I think it'd be interesting to see what the Conservative Party tried to do to hang on to those seats, but the polls are not looking good, let's be honest. And I think increasingly now, people are becoming disillusioned with the current government. They've got the cost of living crisis to deal with. They've got the uh, highest tax burden since the 1950s now heading their way. And I think people are now crying out for a change. Councillor Wall, great to have you here on GB News. Thank you. Thanks a lot for listening to Money Talks with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. If you've enjoyed this episode, then please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube or wherever you're listening. GB News, Britain's news channel.